Welcome, everyone, to That Kind of Nerds podcast, a weekly show where we break down what's going on in the nerdy world. I am CJ Mellon, joined, of course, by Brian Thornton and Josh Burns. Uh, anyway, we got a lot of things to talk about today. And first off, I have to start with an apology. Uh, I'm sorry for the technical difficulties for last week uh, that we did our rebroadcast. My microphone died, but we're all back and we're up and running. So let's let's get this show on the road, as Brian would like me to say. Uh, I don't I, like you to say it. You just find no, no, a way no. to say it. You say every it. Time. He and I mock you for saying it, but you say it every episode. Do you every know, episode. Do you know what else I say every episode? Let's talk about the wonderful freaking people at Loot Crate, okay? Because what they want to do is give you nerd Christmas every single month. You have until the 19th of every month to subscribe to this month's box. After that, it's gone forever. You can't get this box ever again. So we want you to be part of the nerdy life that is Loot Crate because they give you official licensed gear for nerds, geeks, and gamers all alike so that we can have something awesome every single month. So how can you get this? Super simple. Go to thatkindofnerd.com slash loot. That's L-O-O-T. And you actually have an offer there to save you some money off of the Loot Crate. So again, thatkindofnerd.com slash loot. And if I remember, they Brian and Josh are so in love with it that there was actually a recall on one item. And Josh, what was your response to the fact that you may have to give up this uh, wonderful product? Well, I so I read the recall, and then uh, Brian Roman, who listens to the show, actually posted it on our Facebook page. My response was, they can have it back when they pry it from my cold, dead, possibly burned hands. <laughs> So this stuff is amazing. You get $45 worth of value, actually even more, to be honest, in every crate uh, for a low, low price. So again, go to thatkindofnerd.com slash loot, L-O-O-T. Get yourself some money off of this. Get yourself the loot crate. Uh, so let's let's just jump right into this because there's a lot of really cool things coming. But I want to talk a little bit about some comic books, some nerdy news, some cape talk. I want to talk about The Killing Joke. The animated yes! motion picture is actually getting a theatrical release for one day only. Am I correct? Or one like a limited? day. One, one day. day only. This is pretty awesome. So With theater, maybe, possibly, probably not near you. We've, we've talked about this before, but Brian, can, Brian and Josh, why is this movie so important that we would put this in a movie theater? Um, before Brian does what Brian does better than anyone I know and gets everyone – Super excited about it. I'm going to say my piece in really just a few words. It's, I believe, the quintessential Batman versus the quintessential Joker story. Like this is, they are never more themselves than in this story. Brian. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I'm going to try and get people really excited for this. And thank you so much for the nice compliment. Um, yeah, this this story is the absolute quintessential and it's really a joker story um but it's it's captures the depravity and the insanity of this guy and just the sheer lack of motivation behind anything he does it is it is it is just a one shot one book that kind of encapsulates everything that you wanted to see out of this depraved villain that batman has to fight and some really hard to watch things happen in that in this movie, which is why the movie has a rated R rating. And, yeah. and it's so awesome to see that they're doing it justice. They have got the, as far as I'm concerned, I don't care who disagrees with me, the voices 
are of Batman and Joker are the yep. only voices that can ever be Batman and Joker until the day I die. <laughs> Evan Conroy and uh, Mark Hamill as the Joker and Batman to do this story. That's how important this story is. This isn't one of those things where we're like, oh, let's try William Baldwin out because that was a horrible idea. You <laughs> you gotta have Kevin Conroy. Tell us uh, how you really feel. I, I Listen, that movie was fine, but William Baldwin is not my Batman. When I read a Batman comic book... I, I You hear Mark Hamill. Yeah. I hear Mark Hamill. I hear Kevin Conroy, and it is not just me. I am 29 years old. I grew up on that cartoon when it aired in 1992. There are many people my age and maybe older that feel the same exact way as me. This movie, is as long as it does this source material justice, is going to be amazing. It is probably be better or just as good as any live action adaptation of Batman. Uh, okay, okay, okay. Okay. It's going to be it's going to be amazing, but it's it's not going to be the Dark Knight. I mean, it's not going to be the Dark Knight. Listen, I I I I'm just saying it's going to be up there. I'm going to listen. Yes. When we wait, when we when you rank the best Batman movies of all time, there is obviously the Dark Knight, there is the usually the 1989 Batman is on there even though I know you don't like it, Josh. But it's the, worth a watch. Yeah. But the other movie that comes up there is Batman Mask of the Phantasm, which is an animated feature, which is a solid, solid uh, movie. And, and I think this is going to be right up there with the rest of them as well. This so, movie is, I mean, as, as you can tell, right, if you are a comic book reader, and even if you're not, this movie is insanely popular already. It's slated to come out on, on Blu-ray and digital on August 2nd of 2016, but for, just like we said, one day only, July 25th, mark your calendars, you can see it in theaters nationwide. Yes. Uh, you know, check check to see if your theater's participating. I'm sure we'll find theaters and put them on our website or our Which Facebook Which point theater. of order, I do want to point out that the only other animated superhero movie to ever be released in the theaters is Mask of the Phantasm. And they will be premiering the movie at San Diego Comic-Con, which <sighs> you guys might know somebody who might be there to try and watch it. Oh, man. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know. I'm, I, you know, there might be somebody in the audience there who might text you how good it is. I'm just. And then uh, when I ask, hey, Brian, could you like possibly write something about that? Uh, no. Uh, Bri- I'm Brian's going to be like, I actually don't have anything to write with. I spent all of my fortune going to see this movie. <laughs> That's pretty much it. I, I've, I've lost my, my use of my limbs to get in line for this, for this movie. That's how intense I can it's imagine be. it's, hey, welcome to San Diego Comic-Con. There's the line for the killing joke. Go. I, I don't know. I, I got to look into it. I don't know where they're going to premiere it, what hall it'll be in. But I guarantee you I will probably have to be in line at 3 or 4 a.m. Yeah. just to see it. Um, and I'm okay with that. This is worth it. You load up your backpack with uh, with with five hour energy, and you just go. Five hour energy and Fritos. That's what I need. I just sit in line, and I'm good. A couple uh, bottles of water in there, and you're all yeah. Set. You gotta stay hydrated. I mean, I'll bring in like a little portable doctor. Uh, Jeff Jeff has one of those camel packs. I don't know if Jeff you guys does knew have that. a camel pack. Yes. I don't know. I don't know. Yep. I don't know if anybody brought. I don't know if anybody brought it up 25 times on a four hour drive. But he's got a he's got a camel pack. <laughs> I should borrow Jeff's camel pack because definitely going to need it. Um, so yeah, so this is extremely exciting, and I've been talking a long time, so I'm going to go back to. See so that. let's continue some nerdy talk along with comic books, and let's talk about this because this is. Uh, I'm actually a little on the fence about if I believe this article, but a a university in the UK whose name I will not butcher has made a scientific list as to who the greatest superheroes ever are, according to science. 
Uh, this is a very... I, I don't know how I feel about this. Let me read the top ten, if you don't mind. Uh, according to this uh, university, it is number one. Actually, let's go from ten up. Number ten, Silver Surfer. Number nine is Iron Man. Number eight, The Lizard. Number seven is Batman. Number six is Spider-Man. Five, The Flash. Four, Thor. Three, Mystique. Two, Wolverine. And number one, Superman. Now, before I start hearing all the nerd rage because, oh, Batman is so much better than Superman, blah, blah, blah. I disagree, but I'm okay. This is this is not a popularity contest. This list is not a who's more powerful than the other, who can beat the other person. I literally, I looked through this article. They are citing things like the laws of thermodynamics and entropy and like all these like scientific theories, applying them to the superhero mythology and saying this is why this person is better than the other. And in that case, yeah, Superman wins because Superman can absorb freaking yellow radiation and pretty much do anything with it. So, but the I, flash I, isn't number two. Then I thought the flash could do like fucking anything he wants. So here's the thing. The flash is all contingent on a mythical force of nature called the speed force, mm-hmm. which does not exist in science. So I don't know how you actually quantify the speed force into any of the laws of physics or anything like that. Uh, so, in that case, but Thor would, gets above him. We got all the again. All the I don't I, listen. I don't know how they're applying when you're talking about. Well, I'm judging. I'm. 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 Asking, I mean, I'm actually. I'm acting like you made the list. If you're talking about the the laws of physics and stuff, and you know how strong do you need to be to lift Mjolnir? It's you know very, it's very strong. Feasible. By the way, you just it's, have to be strong enough. It's to lift very that feasible hammer. that Thor could be around number five just based on the fact that he can control. He he has control over lightning and just that in general can fry anybody like you know and again i don't think this is a list of this person can beat this person i think this is just a ranking of based on scientific laws this is who's better so what do you feel about this list do you feel that this i feel it's very scientific <laughs> and and you're, you don't think anyone needs to to move there's, like there's, there's a lot of science in this well science, can you bitch. can you science the lizard the, a, the problem why is he that, to be superhero the, and here's the problem the wolverine and mystique made the list because of their rapid regenerative capabilities or abilities or whatever. Right. And I just, I, I'm not sure it's enough. Like I, if you're going to put those two up there, then basically the flash would have to be right there as well. He just doesn't have a skeleton line with adamantium. Um, but Spider-Man heals very quickly and does all kinds of other shit. I just, I don't, I don't get it. And I, (laughs) I, I look. I've clicked a bunch of links. This this whole thing is just a black hole of clickbait. But I don't see like a full report, like a, uh, and I don't mean like a web article, but an actual report I can read that reads like a report. Yeah, I haven't seen that either, which is why I don't have enough information to say. Oh, this is wrong. I I just. The article is very quick to defend Batman's listing. They say that students' calculations suggest that the most ill-equipped superhero, Batman, uh, would struggle to survive a landing uh, after gliding due to his velocity and movement. I, I, I mean, think that damn. overall, I the other issue I have is that Iron Man and Batman are on here, and... Uh, there's nothing there's there's they don't defy any laws of physics or I mean, really, they're just human beings with one has. Well, they both have a lot of money, but one has amazing technology. So I'm just not 
I don't, I'm not sold on them being on this list at all if it's about science. There has to be some sort of popular something involved, some, some metric of popularity. Well, Mystique would never make this list. I agree. I'm with you. Again, I, I thought it was interesting. I thought it was, it was worth mentioning. How is the lizard a superhero? Is there something I'm missing that he becomes superhero and not villain? The lizard is, he's misunderstood. He's just, he's just a doctor <laughs> trying to, trying to fix things. He, he just, <laughs> he just wants to turn the entire world into lizards sometimes. Oh, right, that's, that makes you bad. <laughs> it's that makes fine. you bad. The world would be better off if we were all lizards. We um, could regenerate limbs on a command. <laughs> like, come on. When I lose my limbs trying to get into Killing Joke, I wish I were a lizard. I could grow them back. <laughs> so that's your defense as to why you get superheroes. I don't, I, not I, I don't have a defense. I'm just making crap up as I go. <laughs> that's really how I live my life. Uh, well, listen, it's an interesting list. I want to put it in the show notes, and I would love for you, for you guys to help us find some evidence to kind of back this up. And And, I mean, to this article's credit, they do link the source material, which, Josh, you could probably find a report somewhere, but then it's written in fancy English English. And That's what I want. Fancy English. It, fancy it's English. The, it's the old I want the English. kings. Like I want the kings English. English. I want the, ki- I want you the want kings. The kings English. Yeah, okay. Speak the kings. Uh, and so, thou I mean, sayest the superman, <laughs> thou shalt not count to five. <laughs> three shall be, three the, number shall be the number that thou shalt count to. And the number of the counting shall be three. Anyway, uh, so I want to put the list there. I'm curious what you guys think when it comes to, you know, science uh, judging superheroes, which I just think is hilarious. Uh, I mean, I mostly agree with this. I I don't know why the lizard is there, and I'm really bummed that the flash should be higher. But I think, Brian, you bring up a good point. Speed Force, who knows? Alrighty. So let's talk a little bit about this. We're going to have uh, a little more deeper coverage on E3 uh, next week while we just absorb everything, we let some of the hype die down and, and kind of focus on really what we kind of saw. But, Brian, there's a GIF going around that kind of explains E3 a little bit with Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Can you just explain to people this GIF that I'm talking about? Because I know Wait, you know what I'm talking how about. How have I not seen this GIF? So, the GIF is from a movie called Premium Rush. Starring Joseph. I Gordon. love Premium Rush, except I loved it better when it starred Kevin Bacon and was called Quicksilver. <laughs> <laughs> so, in this scene of Premium Rush, uh, Joseph Gordon Lovett is riding down the street in you know his bike fashion that he does in this movie, and uh, the GIF has uh, him titled as Nintendo. And I guess there's like a cab like coming out from the back of the screen, coming to hit him. And that says Microsoft on it. And then this other black SUV just completely rams into it, which is supposed to be Sony. And <laughs> CJ thinks it's hilarious. And it's more I think it's, f- it's, it's much funnier when you watch it than me explaining it. But we'll have a link in the show it, notes. The whole point of it is that uh, E3 this year, Sony just freaking crushed it. Sony, Microsoft had their press conference and they were like, Hey, we got a we got a new Xbox One S. It's, it's smaller. You got a smaller system. Uh, no Connect this time. Yay! It's more and than then, just that. Oh, hey, you you can play your your PC. You can play uh, Xbox games on your PC. Isn't that wonderful? And it was a decent it was a decent press conference. And then Sony came along and said, Yeah, we don't have any of that stupid crap to talk about. Here's like a ton of trailers. For all of these games you're going to be able to play. And a lot of them people are very excited about. Meanwhile, Nintendo kind of skating by all the mayhem. 
said, hey, we got the new Zelda coming out and everybody loves Nintendo for it. Yeah. (laughs) Nintendo was just like, hey, new Zelda. And everyone's like, oh, my God. And then they just kind of disappeared into the night. So. And and let me let me backpedal just for a second. Uh, for those of you who are playing the home game or like, what the hell is this E3 thing that they're talking about? So every year, the major video game companies come together for a convention called the Electronic Entertainment Expo, E3, uh, where they unveil new games, new consoles, uh, just what's going on in the world of gaming, essentially. Uh, not really PC-based, if I'm – I mean, if I kind of take that away from everybody, it's usually the consoles – it's uh, usually the consoles. A lot PC of PC gamers stuff, are just like we've been doing this forever. No, a lot of a lot of the content stuff, like the games, are available on PC. But I mean, you have your big three consoles there. You have your Nintendo, your Microsoft, and your Sony. And that's so, 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 so Microsoft, Microsoft came to E3 with new hardware and cross-platform functionality, and then Sony went. We don't have any new hardware. Here's a bunch of games, which we're going to make anyway, whether or not we have a conference. We don't have anything interesting to announce and, you know, that can compete with less expensive and more streamlined hardware. So we're just going to make them. I look really wish stupid. Jeff was here to defend me right yeah, now. Yeah, that, no, I, I'll, like, I'll disagree with that. Well, I, it, I'm just saying, not knowing, the, right? The not point, knowing anymore. What's the point? The point of E3 is primarily about the content, it's rarely about the hardware because you get a new game system every four or five years. And they are both working on slimmer versions of their systems right now and a a next-gen console. So really, this year and last year was really supposed to be about content. Here are the things. So you're saying the same or similar content won't be available on Xbox? There are, and I'm about to go over that. There are certain things on Sony that you will not be able to get on Xbox, and those are the things that people are most excited about. And 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 the big thing is, I think CJ is about to mention, Sony did unveil their Sony VR, um, which is which is a hardware piece. Uh, What was that, CJ? No, go ahead, go ahead. You're you're fine. Was that not what you were going to say? That's not what I was going to say. Well, I don't care. Anyway. which is, you know, cause I, I thought CJ would mention it because CJ is well, all, so here's all the thing. about VR. This is, this like, is oh one my of gosh, the... VR is so cool. Okay, VR is awesome, right? No, and, VR and, is dumb. No, it's not. Dumb. Okay, that's fine. I'll, I'll laugh at you in, in a couple of years. It's dumb. It's not. So VR is so expensive, so crazy. No one can really own it. You have to have $1,000 set up to do this. Uh, Sony made one that's pretty affordable. I'm not a big fan of Sony's implementation of it, but that's neither here nor there. This is going to bring VR, though, into the mainstream, Josh. This is what people are going to put in their homes. And, and that people might be the this. case, but and, what VR is right now is a big clunky uh, thing. And, and, what, and what Sony made isn't any better. However, it's a great big step in the right direction. But it's not going to make me buy a PlayStation. It's, it's not right, going to make me do right that. now. It's 3D. It's still 3D it's, to me. I agree. It's the exact same equivalence. But that's I, what I'm saying. Right. I, and I give you that. But VR as a as a subject is not dumb. Just where we are right now within VR, it's a baby. It's not ready for everybody. And Sony made a great step to give it to people. So anyway, to but the real reason that I want to talk about Sony is for probably what Brian's going to talk about right now. To well, let me touch on a couple of the VR games they talked about first before before what CJ is about to talk about. Um, they they actually released a trailer for Batman Arkham VR, which you will be able to be the the Dark Knight and the greatest detective ever via VR headset. Star Wars Battlefront, Resident Evil, uh, and Star Trek Bridge Crew are all going to be VR games, which is. Some pretty solid titles, some fan favorites, really, to try and get people into this. What else Sony announced, which will not be available on any other system but Sony, is the new Spider-Man game. 
which looks which looks fantastic. And really, again, all these trailers, CJ, you're gonna need to make them available on in the show notes. Absolutely, we will. Um, but you know, things that are, will not be on Xbox would be the Spider-Man video game. The new God of War, which is a fan favorite, is uh, God of War 4, uh, released a trailer. And I'm trying to remember the name of it. Give me a second. Uh, Death Stranding, which is Hideo Kojima's newest game since his split with uh, Konami. And so the reason why deal. the general public will care about that is because Norman Reedus is... Norman Reedus is, is doing all the mocap for it. And it's and, and also gamers care about it because this, this guy is a god in the gaming industry. He made mm-hmm. the entire Metal Gear Solid series. He knows how to do a, a well-structured story and a, a very good game. Um, other than that, you know, a lot of other content got released that will be released on the other systems as well. I'm not going to go into too much detail unless you want me to cj well well, no like i said we're gonna have a more in-depth thing but josh let me tell you really why nerds like this kind of get excited for this because you're right right these games you were going to come out anyway however every single year a major complaint people have about video game consoles is the the games that come out either aren't that important like they're really filler i mean a lot of the stuff that came out for xbox one was very unimpressive so uh, nothing really said, man, you made the right choice going to an Xbox One. Everything kind of said, hey, you made the wrong choice. Should have gone with Sony. Their games are better. And this year, really, for the first time ever, I am contemplating buying a PlayStation for the sake of gaming. Uh, this Spider-Man game looks so good that Brian even showed me the one part in the trailer. You go through a restaurant and jump off of tables which is something that you see in a movie here and there, but you've never seen a video game. So it really comes down to this. Sony really showed gamers that we're interested in doing what you want to do with a console, which is play games with it. Over the last few years, it's been, make us your home entertainment device, let us play movies, let us stream, and it's back to gaming, and that's just good. So gaming coming up, new Zelda coming out for for, uh, for Nintendo. They did not make a new console but there's one rumored to be there. They are making the Nintendo Knicks. They just didn't announce anything at this E3. And the Knicks is the uh, code name for it, so it could be called something else. Could be anything. It could be the Nintendo Dildo. Who knows? Could even be a boat. Could be a boat. <laughs> so, uh, listen, I, again, I don't mean to bore anybody, but hey, if you're a PlayStation owner, lucky you, you made the right choice. If you're an Xbox owner, eh, you really didn't get a whole lot besides a slimmer console. So, Josh, and do you t- care at all? My big problem is that... Gaming has gotten so ridiculously difficult and intricate. And here's, I guess, what I mean. I grew up playing video games. I have excellent hand-eye coordination. I've beaten almost every game I've ever played, and I've, I've become proficient at playing the games. And I'm not slow reaction time either. I, you know, mastered Mortal Kombat. I've won tournaments. I'm, you know, combinations and fast button pressing isn't a problem. I tried to play a few games just recently with Christian on the Xbox One, and the games that you have to execute three and four commands to do a simple thing where on a PlayStation 3 would take press one button, press another button, change your change your vary it by direction on on the on the stick. But they've gotten ridiculously difficult to play even at a basic level, just to get the hang of the game before you master it. And so I've completely bailed on gaming because every single move, even even Madden CJ on the next-gen consoles, there are 
a thousand different permutations to every single move you can make and thing you can do. And I just, it takes and, all the enjoyment out of the game. And see, some people find that to be enjoyable rather than, uh, uh, I, I no, And I get it. And if, if you have hours to invest in a game, yes. I can, I can see how that would absolutely add to it, but I don't, I have at most on any day, an hour. And in that time, I'm not ever going to master this stuff ever again. So believe it or not, the the consoles I play the most are the PlayStation 3 and the Wii U because right. they require so little input. And, and that's fine. And this is kind of the – and again, we'll, I think hey, we should talk about Hang on, hang on, because all I heard was that Josh's Xbox One is in fact hooked up and you can buy <gasps> Sword of the Stone. No, no, no. It's – uh, it, no, I said, I said recently. Uh, recently? <laughs> it, I, how recent are we talking? Probably seven months. It was That's whenever the last That's seven months ago. It was whenever the last <laughs> uh, uh, WWE 2K game came out, and I. Well, CJ I, knows when that was. Don't so I shut up. I love that game. I, as do I. I I think it was in November. It I was. bought it. <laughs> uh, I bought it for me and Christian to play the 2K16 game, and uh, neither of us who are amazing. I mean, both of us are – CJ, you'd never stand a chance against me or my eight-year-old. You'd be screwed. Okay. Um, but we both tried to play on the Xbox One, and the controls to execute the same commands were so difficult yeah. that I bailed. I was out. I w- I'm talking about we both tried a couple different matches. We tried to simplify it. And then Chris and I both looked at each other and kind of went, this shouldn't be this hard. And we went back to GameStop, returned that, and got it for PS3, and everybody's happy. So, And I'll probably do the same thing for 2K17. And that's and this is why Nintendo still exists and why Which, they by can- the way, download 2K17 because you get Bill Goldberg as downloadable content. Oh, play as Goldberg yes. if you pre-order the game. Well, I mean, you can also make Goldberg, but play as him as no. But great. you can make yeah, him, yeah, or yeah. you can have, have him, him made, made for you for by you. the experts. Yes, which is so that right. everything will be right, including the entrance music and the signature <sighs> so and good. the finisher and all of the taunts. Give me Bill Goldberg <laughs> right now. <laughs> so, listen, we're going to talk more about this. Obviously, uh, there's there's a lot of stuff we left out, and we're not trying to say this is our total E3 coverage, but uh, just want to give you some. No, highlights. we need Jeff for that. Jeff, we need definitely need Jeff. E3 was really dominated by Sony, and, and it's good to see them kind of come in there. So I oh, want to shift, and and they're they're re-releasing and remaking Crash Bandicoot one through three. Bandicoot, just saying that got me super. Love excited. me some Crash. I mean, I love Crash Bandicoot. They're redoing it for the PS4 from the ground up. Listen, Brian, awesome. if they make it one ounce 3D you know or what's next, 360 right? no, or immersive, if it's not uh, bottom to top scrolling, it will nonstop be. action without any other camera motion, I don't want it. No, they they, they remade I, Sonic I, and they fucked that up. No, I they, they're legitimately taking one, two, three. I think they're just giving it a polish getting the graphics updated. I don't think they're going to mess around with any of that and then just re-release them on PS4. You know my you know my all-time excited. favorite my all-time favorite uh game for my iPhone is Run Ru Run because it reminds me of Crash Bandicoot. I have to download that. I and you know what I'm hoping? It's a side-scrolling jumpy jump game, but okay. it just reminds me of Crash Bandicoot. What I'm hoping is that Crash Bandicoot coming after the PS4 means we get a Crash Bandicoot movie. Like Ratchet <laughs> and Clank. Yeah, good luck with that. Well, who who knows? Here's hoping. Can can so we have can we have uh, can we have uh, what's his name that played Rocket uh, play play Bradley Crash Cooper? Bandicoot? 
Bradley Cooper. Crash uh, <laughs> sure. I called it. There it is. So, Bradley uh, wait, Cooper. And if not, mean, if not Bradley Cooper, then Aaron Paul. Does, I was going to say, does that mean you successfully wrapped on Aaron Paul Ghost Rider? Yeah, it's coming out. Okay, Aaron Paul okay. Ghost Rider. You got to just tell me your way. Everything? Netflix. Oh, okay, cool. All right. Well, keep an eye out for uh, Ghost Rider starring Aaron Paul, uh, directed by Josh Burns. Uh, produced by Josh Burns, too? Do you produce? Executive producer. Executive producer. Okay. Well, executive produce everything I do. <laughs> well, we we talked about this next topic in our in our pre show, which you can get every Friday at nine thirty. You can actually go to thatkindofnerd.com, and there's a tab there for live, so you can get more information as to when we go live for this. But I want to at least talk a little bit about this on the real show. The crazy country that is America's hat, Canada, uh, is actually released Star Trek money that is legal tender. Uh, and I showed you guys pictures to this, and I'll have a link in the show notes. This is crazy, like, looking awesome money, but it's weird. It's a $200 coin, but it cost 1300 Canadian dollars to buy. Uh, it's already sold out, so if you were thinking about it, I don't know, no, it's never happening. But what do you guys think about this? What do you, what do you think about Star Trek on the money? I think generally when I want to light a thousand dollars on fire i uh <laughs> i just go to the casino like I, I just i think this is batshit crazy like canada was like you know what we don't have enough of legal tender like our gold is worth way too much we need to dilute it with some 200 dollars star trek coins <laughs> the loony is too high the loony is gaining far too much value, and we need to remain under the proverbial radar, okay? You know what that's all about. <laughs> I'm sorry it's so expensive. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. Hey, that <laughs> leads sorry, me to, did you, watch the, did you watch yes. the trailer for Yoga Hosers? Yes. It looks I, so good. Oh, my God. Sorry about that. Just, that. just this, oh, that scene where just, sorry about that. Sorry about that. Sorry about <laughs> And then they're yelling. They're so frustrated. Sorry about that. <laughs> this movie, and, you know, getting, like, two teenage girls to play Dante and Randall. And, and that's what I, I took. It, it's like Clerks in Canada. Uh, <laughs> could, they, and, could they make another one? Could they just I, continue forever? I, they are. They are. Kevin but, Smith will keep making that. He's got no problem doing that. I'm, I'm now, like, I saw this. I immediately went to Clerks. And then my brain went to, if this is that, what does the Canadian Jay and Silent Bob look like? Because now, because you know they have to have that balance, right? They have to have they have to have the snowball. They have to have the Scott Mosier character walking through. They have to have the old man with the not scratchy toilet paper. They, they, there's got to be a parallel. Isn't I need that what parallels. Ralph Garman is? Could, could you make Ralph no, Garman like Ralph, this? Ralph Garman plays this like Nazi scientist who <laughs> occupied Canada. It is a crazy. Listen, crazy movie we're gonna post the we posted the trailer on the website so you can see this but the other thing that that brian and i probably know about and love to tell the world too with that i was about to talk about by cj well then go ahead please you're much better at that anyway i am much better at a lot of things than you anyway um let's see if you're better at editing that comment out you bastard Oh, sure. I'll, I'll do it i don't need to edit it out i said it i think it's gold anyway 34 20 Anyway, <laughs> um, something I wanted to reference before we talk about what CJ thinks he uh, he wants to talk about here is um, 
that trailer, it, it, it's, it seems so much fun and just off the wall. And I love the fact that they do that little homage to Clerks at the end with Harley Quinn Smith's character just screaming, I'm not, I'm even, not supposed even supposed to, to be, be here, here today. today. <laughs> yes. Yes. If you uh, haven't watched Clerks. But they work, but they work in a convenience store, They work store, in a right? convenience store. Yeah. I'm just, the whole thing is Clerks. I can't, I can't tell you how giddy I was watching this that I, you know, because I thought, Initially, it was going to be something else. I didn't know. Like Tusk? No, no, not that. Now, I don't think Kevin Smith has at all lost his touch. I think that I just wasn't expecting so much going back to the well, and I'm so thrilled with what I'm seeing so far that I actually hope it's not a, a ploy to get me to the theater to see it, that it's actually going back to the well. That's with with all of Hollywood and television doing really nothing but regurgitating the same shit over and over, the same formula, the same stories, remakes, rehashes, reboots, you name it, I'm perfectly fine with a Canadian teenage girl reboot of Clerks. Bring it on. The, the jokes, there's going to be one of my favorite Kevin Smith jokes from, I think it might have been from an evening with Kevin Smith where he was talking about uh, Tim Hortons and he would go and he would order his his double double with 20 Tim bits or whatever and I'm just praying for a, 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 a Tim Hortons joke somewhere in there just to, to bring back more of the Kevin Smith. I miss seeing Kevin Smith movies with any regularity. This could be a huge thing. Here's here's also the really cool thing Josh and, and I think this is what CJ was trying to get to. Um, I, I listened to a bunch of Kevin Smith's podcasts and he actually was talking about they're, they're going to do like this kind of roadshow type thing, taking it on the road and premiering it in different places. They are talking about doing it in Red Bank. Um, either, Red Bank's not far. Right. Either, Hour 40. Either at the hockey rink there or what would be really cool and I totally want to go. They're trying to see if they can premiere the movie on the roof of the quick stop. So wouldn't that be the shit? That's um, not in Red Bank. It's right outside of Red Bank. It's um. Yeah, it's yeah, it's not it's like, far. It's, it's like a, a fifteen twenty minute drive from there. J- the Silent Stash, the comic book shop, is in Red Bank. Yes, and that's kind of the point. Well, Kevin Bank. Smith called it Red Bank, so we're going off of his. his right. Anyway, so if I remember correctly, too, this movie is coming out for select theaters in July, but the rest of it coming out later September. September. Um, I'll have some a link to that help you know where it's going to show up in July. But uh, we, th- this movie looks so funny. I mean, this is going to be good. You can expect, CJ, uh, from now until this movie premieres, that anytime you mention Canada, whether it's in relation to this movie or hockey or the loony or whatever dog shit Star Wars currency you were talking about, I'm going to bring up this movie specifically. <laughs> sorry because about that. That's sorry about that. This is the only thing Canadian I want to talk about. Star Trek. Okay. Get straight. That's what I said. I said Star Trek. You said Star Wars. You said Star Wars. Wow, Star Wars. Did I really? You really did. Yep. Holy shit. (laughs) I decided not to correct him. I was going to let it slide. No, you should. No, I need to be corrected on that. I mean, I don't personally give a shit. Star Trek means literally nothing to me before Chris Pine came along. So (laughs) I don't care. (laughs) 
And for all you Trekkies, uh, I'm still not going to. Oh, my favorite story, CJ, and I'm sorry to derail you completely. I don't care. We're, whatever. We're good. My favorite story from my honeymoon goes as follows. We were on like an all-inclusive type of deal. So you actually, you eat with other people. Right. And there's a full table. Um, Brian, I'm talking about a full table. There's there's five couples, full table. And we're just sitting there. I've I've had a cocktail or two. Um, Laura has had her share as well. And we, we just really don't want to talk to any of these people because we just don't give a shit, right? We, we've got honeymoon activities to do. So ah, we, we, honeymoon we, activities, huh? We need we, dolphins. We need to eat. We need to refuel because there's more honeymoon activities. So we're we're uh, there was a whole lot of hope on that honeymoon. There, there was not actually. There was not at that point. No. Uh, Hashtag so, honeymoon activities. But anyway, what we what we had is a table where somehow these three nerds got involved in a conversation about who the best captain was. And it was a back and forth extolling the virtues of Jean-Luc Picard and William Shatner there. Captain I can't Kirk. even remember the name. Captain, yeah, Captain Kirk. Kirk. Captain, yeah. can't remember the name because I don't care. It's Chris Pine's captain. It's the same guy. I No, I, I get it. It doesn't matter. The, for the, the sake of this argument, here's how very few fucks I gave. These three assholes are just really super getting into it, super passionate about it. They're arguing Kirk Picard, Kirk Picard. Kirk, but Kirk – one was arguing Kirk because Kirk, and the other one that was on the Kirk wagon was arguing Kirk because Spock – and then the third guy was all Picard. And and I'm sitting there eating my food. I swear to God, I'm just – I'm chewing, like mid-chew, take a drink. You know, guys, uh, I always thought Riker was better than both of those guys. <laughs> and the – like the record scratched. Everything stopped. These three guys you looked right at me. bastard. The three guys looked right at me and I was like, yeah, yeah, both those other guys suck. And then I said, "Baby, you done?" She and she's died. She's like, "Yep." And we just got up and we went back to the honeymoon activities <laughs> because I couldn't do anything better for that table at that moment than just drop the mic on them and walk the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't. I, maybe somebody got divorced. Maybe they didn't. I don't know. But all I could do with that, like I saw the perfect moment. To incite a riot, and I just went ahead and did it. Some people just like to watch the world burn. Uh, look, I was that man at that moment. But Brian, do you have any thoughts? You have any thoughts on that? Uh, on the argument or on your story? No, the story and the art. No, not the no, argument. Not the just argument. My story. That like, wait, that's a whole. Hey, wait. Podcast. Also, did I get the name Riker? Is that right? Right, Riker is Picard's first in command. Yeah. No, the next from Next Generation wasn't that yeah. him? Yeah, Picard is the captain and Riker's his first. Yeah. his first. Yeah. So I got it right. right yeah. I got it right. Yeah. Okay, I got it right. I just to yeah. this day I st- I never if did you, the research. If you really wanted to like just explode their heads, just say Captain Janeway was the best. And I don't know. Away. I don't know who that is. That, so that Voyager. doesn't help. No one cares about her. Um, <laughs> so, uh, but I just I just I needed to I needed to watch the world burn that day, and I watched three guys' minds explode in front of me, and then I got up and walked away <laughs> before anybody could offer a rebuttal. That's that's great. That's a great story. And, that uh, right there, Josh, is why you should be on the scientific list of supervillains. <laughs> that right there. Josh Burns, number one. Inside a riot. Just uh, that is some Lex Luthor shit going on there. <laughs> it goes Josh Burns, the Joker, Lex Luthor. That's the, the top three. I, I want to take a quick moment. And I, I again, another apology is due to great fan Brian Roman. 
Uh, he left some comments on our Facebook page a couple weeks ago, and with everything going on with the podcast, we didn't get a chance to share it. So, Brian, your voice was heard, and we definitely want to talk about your comments. So let's let's. Most jump importantly, in. Brian, your voice was heard from me because I feel like they were both geared more towards me because they both had to do with comic books. So. Uh, I, I think it was a few weeks ago, Brian posted uh, about the fact that he's got about six months of comic book reading piling up. He he wants to get through it, but he his girlfriend does not want him to just read and like she doesn't get to put on any like watch any Netflix or anything like that. So he was asking us. Wait, wait, why can't he read while she watches Netflix? Well, the, the thing is, and, and I completely feel for him, he uh, you can't put on a show and that you've never seen or that you want to watch and pay attention to it while reading the comic book. You, you got to be like engaged in the comic book. So he was asking for what's some good shows that I can stream kind of as background noise so that my girlfriend has something to watch, but I'm able to, to catch up on my reading. And I thought about this long and hard. And I, I actually have a couple go-to shows for this kind of scenario. Uh, Scrubs. Because I too have about six months of comic books left and Scrubs is definitely one of them. That's um, what I said in the comment. Scrubs, I would say How I Met Your Mother or Futurama are probably my go-to kind of background noise. And the only reason behind that is because I've seen them so many times, I don't need to pay attention to them. I just can quote them backwards and forwards. So I usually stick to something lighter, comedy, maybe animated that I've seen a lot that I can put on in background noise, put it on, forget about it, and catch up on my reading. What do you guys think? I, when when go ahead CJ please yeah I had I I had said put something comedy based on because it's something that you can hear in the background and chuckle at but doesn't require you to pay attention to a plot and a plot's not going to suck you in so I said Scrubs uh, Friends Seinfeld those kind of shows where you can just have them on the background they're not going to grab you immediately uh, so for me the show that I put on in the back I swear to God. I do this. Do you the show that I those are Mad Men. I'm gonna drive. The out show that I put on in the background is SpongeBob SquarePants. <laughs> <laughs> that is absolutely the show that I don't need to be watching it at all for context. I hear something, I chuckle, and I keep going. For me, it's it's mostly music. I understand for his purpose, it wouldn't be. Um, but when I'm trying to focus on something and I just need that background noise. Um, if it's streaming, I generally turn to SpongeBob. Um, I also am a fan of, um, fairly odd parents or Phineas and Ferb. Yeah. I'm on board with those. When I get, when I, to your point, CJ, when I, when I turn on friends, Seinfeld, the like, I, and I, I try to do it with cheers for a while because I grew up with cheers and I'm able to just sort of have that as background noise because it was my entire background noise growing up. I can do that with cheers a bit, but shows like Seinfeld and friends that I've, that I've watched live or been binge watched, I end up watching them like same as scrubs. I said scrubs really quickly because it's an easy comedy that I think probably the girlfriend alike and, and, and it's, it's easy to be streamed in the background. But for me, I get super tied up in the stories of, of friends and just the craziness of Seinfeld. Cause there's stuff on Seinfeld. If you're not watching, you're going to miss it. And I don't want to miss it. SpongeBob, Phineas and Ferb. I don't really have that problem. Where's, where's Perry? Where is Perry? Where is Perry? 
Agent um, P. The the other the other Facebook post that he posted actually had to do with something we talked about uh, two weeks ago when we were talking about the Comicsology uh, quote unquote unlimited uh, that subscription that you can go into. And Brian pointed out something very good. I should have said it, and I wanted to give him some credit um, because if you're looking for something to read and you don't even you may not want to spend seven bucks a month. Uh, on this type of subscription, your local library actually has has been getting a growing collection. Of that was a great point. That was a great novels. point. Yep. And in fact, I read the I read um, Kevin Smith's run on Green Arrow because I was able to get it from my local library. So that was a great point, and I wanted to bring it up. I I, I want to take that just one step further. Uh, in in the library, you know, sort of borrowing theme. The, the bigger libraries have a better a better selection obviously right so think about this from from a person who travels professionally I want you to consider when you go to a place when you visit a city when you do whatever you do there's always a moment in the day where you can take a break and do something that'll enhance your own life and in this case you can visit libraries anywhere you are. At any point during the week, big city, big library, go and get a membership because that will allow you to borrow from that library. Get involved. When you go someplace, stop at a library. If you are a reader, this is an invaluable resource. And before Brian, I, before I read that post from Brian Roman, I had completely forgotten about it because I'm just not like, a, yeah. not like a big DRM borrower. You know what I mean? So – it's it's one of those things where you don't think about it. You need someone to point it out. Brian Roman, brilliant. And I, I say Brian Roman because if I don't, then I'm addressing uh, my first love, Brian, here. I on, am also the, brilliant, though. <laughs> on the show. So I want to just – I'm always going to Brian Roman you. Um, but amazing point. And if I can enhance it at all, it's just that all of us have events – family things, whatever we go to in a bigger city than we live in, unless you live in one of the major metros. But if even if you do, go to your local library, and in this case, a big city library, if you can, if you have an hour to spare and you can do that, that'll give you rights to borrow from that library's online selection. So a huge thank you to Brian for, A, a wonderful suggestion as to how to get um, more comics. Brian Roman. Because, Brian Roman. I mean, My apologies. I didn't do anything to say thank you to. Well, you brought it up as well that he well, said this I mean, thing. You yes, brought it back to us. You are welcome for that, so by the thank way. you, Brian Roman, for being better than other Brian here, uh, for giving us some wonderful suggestions as to how to read comics. And, and I just want to make sure, CJ, that I'm not completely mistaken. I don't believe there is a, a total online link national archive yet, right, Brian? Not that I know of. Right. So I that's the only reason I brought up the while you travel visit the library in a in the biggest city you can because I don't believe there is a linked repository for the entire country. So there's a way that you can continue to be awesome just like Brian and share your thoughts, ask us questions, the ask a nerd section essentially uh, for that. Go to our Facebook page facebook.com slash that kind of nerd or email us your question at podcast at that kind of nerd dot com. Uh, before we wrap this episode, uh, I want to do a little bit of follow-up for something. Uh, we had started a fantasy movie league uh, between the, the three of us. Uh, we haven't talked about it in a few weeks, again, with all the technical issues. But I want to kind of give you a, a standing as to where we are right now at the time of this recording, and this is probably going to change by the time it's published. 
as of uh, June 17th at 11.30 p.m., the uh, not-so-fantastic four box office, that's me, uh, at number one, uh, then X-Men, and then Josh, for the love of God, please pronounce your, your Cineplex name. Polychronopolis. Okay, I'm terrible at reading this. It's like you never heard Adam Sandler. Uh, it's been a long time I don't get the reference, so I'm sorry. Steve. And then... Motherfucking Polychronopolis. And then <laughs> Brian with superior blockbuster knowledge, uh, right now bringing up last place at number three. Uh, he was number two until the box office glitch changed the numbers, put Josh back up there. This game is actually really fun, very strategic. Uh, I would like to note for the record that Josh said if it has the words fantasy and league in it that he would destroy us, and I'm just saying. And I and I will, and I will. This is I'm still waiting. This is a marathon, not a sprint, my friend. Well, you're just forty million dollars. Yeah, That's, behind me. I'm going to make up $40 million this week <laughs> easy because you didn't go Dory. Uh, you know what? And we'll talk about that next week. Uh, the gauntlet was thrown. Uh, I'm very intrigued to see what, what this weekend does for our little game here. I just want to say this is a lot of fun, and I really recommend that you, the listener, try this out. Get a little strategy because at the end of this movie season, we're going to open it up to you, the fans. We've yeah, got- we're going to figure out a way to stop this and then do a listener league. Yeah, so it's going to be great, and I really think that you guys should give some time to it and invest in it because it's just so much fun. Read the rules. If you want some tips as to just getting started and a little bit of learning the game, just just direct us, DM us on Twitter or or email us or go to Facebook, and we'll gladly give you some you know beginner's tips uh, to it because it's so much fun. So check out Fantasy Movie League. Uh, to get your own game started. Like I said, we'll open up our own our own league. So right now, again, just, just to recap, at the time of this recording, which is going to change by the time that this gets published, uh, uh, Josh, uh, Brian at number three, Josh at number two, I'm at number one. Only a couple, you know, uh, a couple million dollars, really, between everybody once this, this kind of floods out. So this is going to be a tight race. Can't wait to see how it shakes up for next week and just we can brag about whether or not Josh made a great decision or if if... You know, something else paid off. And when it pans out my way, uh, you two, not on the show, but the two of you on this recording before the show will have to listen to me explain how fantasy football ties directly into this. I can see that. So, guys, this is kind of wrapping up our show for this time. Thank you so much for waking us your walk around the neighborhood or your drive to work. I want to remind you, though, a couple ways that you can support the show. So, number one, on iTunes and on Google Play, give us a review. Give us five stars. When you guys rate us and you share us with your friends, that's when we can get more listeners, and that's when we continue to to work on this show and make it great. So, please, share and rate us on iTunes, Google Play, Music, Stitcher, wherever you found us. Just give us five stars we greatly appreciate it you can also tweet at us at that kind of nerd and find us on facebook just search that kind of nerd on facebook we'll show up if you have ever have a comment or a question about the podcast you can always share it at podcast at that kind of nerd.com finally guys the coolest thing about our show is that you can be a voice on it so just call 484-373-4119 and leave your voice on the show so we can share a comment, a suggestion, a theory, whatever you've got with us. So thank you so much for listening to this week. And now hang on, because we're going to go to Westeros for Game of Thrones. Where's Where's Perry? Where is Perry? Agent P. That just, just this, oh, that scene where just sorry about that, sorry about that. Sorry about, and then they're yelling. They're so frustrated. Sorry Sorry about about that. that.
Well, if you made it past Arya this week, then you have officially hit the Game of Thrones section. We are joined this week by Craig Newcomb, who I owe an apology to, because last week Craig had a lot of great things he wanted to talk about, the episode of Game of Thrones, and then, of course, my microphone took a shit, so uh, he couldn't come on. So thank you for joining us again, Craig. Uh, I think you owe everybody everywhere an apology. I don't know. They got everyone goes lowbrow again, and that was a good episode. Existing, just you should you should introduce yourself. Hi, my name's CJ. I'm so sorry, and then just walk away. (laughs) So we have two episodes of Game of Thrones to talk about. So let's let's just get right on this because a lot of things went down. A lot of shit happened. So let let's start with what out of I mean. Uh, last the two weeks ago, what was the biggest thing that happened on Game of Thrones? What, what, what that was a uh, what episode? The Broken Man. Yes, yeah, that's right. Okay, hold on. So Josh, the Broken Man. I'm actually really happy that Josh is here for this one. Me too, because he to wasn't here. About the fact that Al Schwerenzer was in that episode. Ian McShane joined Game of Thrones for approximately 47 minutes, and it was the best of times and the worst of times. It just couldn't – why couldn't they have kept him on? Why does he have to die? Why does everyone have to die? I, I really enjoyed his character and then I, I, I knew it was going to happen. Well, like of the, course. When, when he has that discussion like with the Hound about you know being a good person. After, I'm tired like, of fighting. And, you're tired yeah. of fighting. After those three guys that like just came and pretty much threatened them and walked away, I knew he was going to die. And I was like, oh, no. I haven't seen a pacifist get through this show at all. So, you know, this was just a bad one. But, uh, yeah, I I enjoyed that about the episode. Um, The Hound is back, which is extremely exciting. It's very nice to have the Hound back. Yes. He's going to eat a ton of chicken and kill people. And that's (laughs) what I want from the Hound. Don't you have him in in the fantasy league? I'm pretty sure I do. So I'm I'm pretty sure you do as well. If I get points for chickens eaten, that would be even better. (laughs) Between Brian and I, we've got we've got the Clegane brothers covered. We got them locked down. So I got some I got some uh, status points and some kill points for a uh, Mortal Kombat Sub Zero style fatality. Not the normal fatality where he freezes you and then punches you, but the ripping of the head off. Yeah, was that the best death in the show? It was that was a, that was a solid. I don't know if it was the best death in the show. I can't be. think of one better. Yeah, when he when he made uh, the Red Viper's eyes pop, and he crushed his skull. Well, he's yeah. got the three best kills. Then when he crushed his skull, he yeah. banged that one guy's head wow. against the wall. That, that, that was an insignificant. Just boop. That was and, and yeah, it was but over. It was still a pretty. Uh, I, I almost said epic. I don't because it didn't take a long time. It wasn't like boop. It wasn't like. It was touching a dog's That's all he nose. did. That's all he did. He walked up to the guy, boop, and the guy's skull exploded against the wall. So, so we're 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 getting ahead of ourselves. So let's talk about. Let's finish talking about the hound because that are was we, a big. Are that we was getting a bi- ahead of ourselves? Because we should. We need to stay focused. I've got to have the hound because I went up ex- a lot of points from last week. Anyway, continue. So the hound being back, but being back now with a, a better purpose. It's not just killing people f- for money. It's not just killing people for the sake of killing people, he's got a moral purpose to it now. What do you think about that as a character versus what he was before? I I don't I think what happened was he was saved from death and he starts reflecting on his life and, and I think there's a few things that he's thinking about. I think that he was trying to make a difference doing the right thing and the whole time feeling like he didn't belong. Um and I, I think that the the septon getting hung was pretty much the end of it for him. He was just he was done 
trying to do good when so many people in the world are just as content doing evil. And I, I think that it it's good for the hound. I think it's good for the realms of men because he's a formidable adversary. Like you don't want him opposite you on the battlefield, regardless of whether you're a, a walker, a, you know, a white walker or a, a man. So what do you think his new, uh, not credo, but his, his new outlook mean for the realm? What, what does this mean for the rest of the show? Well, I don't think the hound has any, any, impact on the entire realm i i do oh absolutely he does yeah i think that so it it goes back to what we were saying a couple episodes ago and i think that you've got aria who essentially has now redeemed herself and is good with the house of black and white can return girl has a name and i will eat my words she finished her training she finished her training Right, so she's my words on that. She's good. She's good. She can return anytime she likes. But I think the key is, she's now fit to serve as Kingsguard, and she trusts the Hound. And I think that 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 is got to be a story. I think maybe. So do you think they they reunite again? Do you think they get back together? I hope so. Yeah, very much so. And it feels so good. (laughs) So, Josh, I've had a theory for a little while here. I believe she is leaving the house with Caitlin's face and she becomes Lady Stoneheart. Your thoughts? Um, yeah, I think that that's – I think it's logical. Um, I, I didn't know that Catelyn Stark ended up in the house of – how did Catelyn Stark end up on Bravo? We don't know how Ned did, but they showed Ned's face in the house. Mm, okay, that's very interesting. So in, in that case, yeah, sure. Um, I'm still – I'm still pretty deep in thought about this whole waif thing, and I'm not. I, I, again, I'm not so sure that. The, I don't. I don't just, I think there's more to that story. I, I we'll still never think know, more. though. I, no, I you're agree. right. I came around to it. Um, initially, I was so against it because if it was true, I kind of thought the waif was going to win, and we wouldn't know Arya the way we do now. But because Arya came out on top, and a girl has a name, uh, I'm, I'm okay with the story. I just don't think we'll ever know the answer. There was another female outstanding uh, character, and it's young Lady Mormont. Holy shit. Oh, she the was, little 10-year-old Lord yeah, thing. Yeah, the 10-year-old Lord. I loved Lord. her until she said she had, what, 67 people? Who she gives a crap? Badass. She was amazing. Because she was awesome. John's fumbling around. He can't no, talk to her the right no. way. Here's another, here's another overblown household that with no real power. Power bestowed upon them after a failed raid by the Iron Islands and the Starks gave Bear Island to the Mormons. Right. Here, it's, so the more important scene, though, it, it had nothing to do with her. She was badass. It, she was awesome. But the real star in all that was uh, Josh name. Help me out. Sir here. Davis Seaworth. Sir Davis yes. Seaworth. That the was the thing. shining star in that scene. And and what and I he, took away, I'm sorry, Craig. What what I took away from that scene is, and just that episode in general, because there's a scene with the Lannisters as well, is just how little the names Stark and Lannister mean anymore. Exactly. No, nobody cares. Nobody. Everybody's like, uh, Sansa, you're like been married twice. You're not a Stark. Jon Snow's not not technically a, a Stark either. And that's like their first reaction to, hey, the Starks need your help. They're like, what Starks? There are none. It, it, yeah. It's it's become so this house that ruled the entire north is just nothing anymore. Dead. The house is dead. Yeah. The house so, is, I mean, yeah. that's what I took away from that scene. Not just the fact that Davos 
freaking stepped up and, and said, you know, listen, we need your help and this there's really no other way around it and did what he had to do. Uh, that was a great scene, but this up, these past two episodes um, are just these two like gargantuan houses are just mean nothing anymore. Lannister doesn't mean anything either. They've been right. Lannister still means something. Mm, they've they've no. been disgraced. They, it, they've been right. killed off. They still have a giant army. They do. Jamie Listen, Lannister they is still, still they, they still have a giant something. army that they don't even and have. Tommen control is still king. Tommen is a Baratheon. Tommen's a Baratheon. Yes. Tommen's a Baratheon. His mother doesn't matter. She's she's nobody. He's a puppet of the church. He's not even like the Lannisters don't have. Crap. I am made made super clear by the fact that he outlawed trial by combat. And he sent his uncle. You just have to let it go away. With that, he sentenced his mother to death. Yeah, there's there's no way Cersei can uh, can. Can get out of this. Like, Here's the other thing, too, dead. real quick. What we're doing, too, we're also mixing these these episodes together. So just we're going to get over that. Sorry. I know some people are like, that's not Broken Man. Yes. Okay. We're gonna we're talking about these two episodes together now. Uh, because I think Broken Man ended with Arya being stabbed and that. We were like, what has happened? What's going to happen? Right. That's There's no way I can talk about one show. Which, which is fine. I just want to set the – because I know someone's yelling at their car. So just we, we understand. We get it. You these two things are mixing that. together. that. Um, you don't know. No, you yeah. don't. You don't know. You just don't. So uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, since we were talking about the the Lannisters not really meaning much. Let's talk about Jamie and Blackfish though, because he comes, he rolls up and says, "Hey, like I'm taking this shit over. You guys, you guys did what you did stupidly. Let's play our hand. We're gonna kill him. All right, fine, kill him." Um, What's crazy? Um, um, the crazier thing in all that story is that the 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 rules of patriarchy won out yeah over over sanity the rules of patriarchy won out like no no he's he's the lord of the house you're you're his uncle you don't get to make that call he makes that call comes in and he's like oh we lower drop your weapons lower the gates it's over and everybody's is like the blackfish dead no the blackfish isn't dead he escaped again no i thought they said he died in combat they said he died in combat right they he did. escaped you saw him on a boat no, he no, didn't. he wasn't I on didn't a boat. See him on the boat. He was Bri- on a boat. Brienne, Brienne, and what's his face? Brienne Pod- and her, her scribe were on a boat. I thought Blackfish was on no, a boat. Black, no, Blackfish said he was people. rusty with sword fighting, I, ran in, and then they told him he was. Oh, dead. right. Okay, fair enough. I think he might be on the boat, but we don't know for sure. No, nah, I don't think he's on the boat. Why would they not show his death? When does Game of Thrones hold back? It really like doesn't matter. But I mean, the crazy thing is that's the end of House Tully as well. So you you've got you've got. The House Tully, House Stark, basically gone, uh, done, uh, at, at the end of either this season or certainly the next, you'll have Jamie Lannister dead, Cersei Lannister dead, and Tyrion being maybe the last Lannister. I don't then, think Tyrion yeah. has much time. And then uh, how many Starks are we going to so. have left? We're going to have Bran and that's it? Bran, well, Bran, Bran isn't technically a Stark anymore. He can't rule uh, he, the three eye. The, right, yeah, right. yeah. He can't. He's he a three eye raven. He's the three. I mean, we crow. don't know what happened with Rickon. I think we're going to see him in the next episode. <laughs> but if we're guessing, who's we're going to see next. his head on us on a <laughs> yeah, stick. I was say we're going to see him dead. I we're going to see Ramsay walking once. around parading Rickon's head on a spike. Like Rick, Rickon is the thing that sets off the battle. It's got to be. 
right? Yeah, because um, yeah, John would be really upset about that, and he would right. go, like, ballistic about it. Yeah. I, Does I was, John know he's not dead right now? Last it doesn't heard, matter. They're just going to show his yes, head. John, let, John knows. Let John me knows. say Lee, these these two things. I'm not sure. Does John know that Rickon's alive? Doesn't yeah, that? he even he even yeah, says when he's trying to recruit people that they have our brother Rickon. Okay, fair enough. So so two things. First, Laura is beside herself, going, "They can't kill John again, right? They can't. <laughs> True. They they couldn't possibly kill John again, right? And then the second thing that I have to reveal is this, and this happened maybe last weekend. I don't I don't remember when exactly, but. Um, I wake up uh, from a nightmare, absolute nightmare. I wake up hollering, no, 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 shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. I wake Laura up and she, she like spins over, turns over real fast. She goes, what, <laughs> what, what, what's wrong? What's wrong? And I'm like, he's going to, he's going to spoil it. He's going to. She's gonna tell me what happens at Game of Thrones. He's gonna, he gotta shut up. <laughs> and and then I realized that this was all a horrible nightmare, and I went back to sleep. But that's like when you watch The Sopranos that you're not allowed uh, to do that anymore because of your reaction. I'm not allowed to binge watch Sopranos because Craig, right. I I actually in my sleep was pummeling, like violently beating my pillow. <laughs> I just started Sopranos from season one again. So. It's <sighs> Yeah, yeah, uh, and look, maybe the most amazing show ever to air in, in that format. But the Wire, I, I no, The Sopranos beats The Wire. I know that I'm a that, Wire guy, I, as am I. I've watched The Wire five times, front to back five times. The Sopranos, I I get completely insane after binge watching The Sopranos. My sleep is interrupted. I violently accost my pillow. And in Game of Thrones' case, I, my my biggest fear apparently is that someone is going to spoil it for me. <laughs> uh, and I mean, I shut down everything. I don't look at my phone. I don't text. I don't nothing. When Game of Thrones is on, I'm watching Game of Thrones. It's probably the only the only time I'm not looking at my phone. When I go to the movies, I make an effort to be on my phone the whole time. But when Game <laughs> of Thrones guy. is on, I shut it down. So. Let's uh, let's talk about one other part of this. Uh, I think that's something really crucial. Is that when Jamie Lannister says that he's going to throw your baby over a wall? Jamie, Jamie said that. When did he? Jamie yeah. Lannister says that he's going to throw your baby over a wall you with, a Jamie, Jamie with a catapult, with a strawberry Lannister. <laughs> he uh, smells the vine. <laughs> what? Jamie is the character that you think is turning a leaf, and you start to like. And then he can be the most violent well, so, person in the world. But that was what Craig and, I, so Craig and I talked about this a couple episodes ago in what I'm assuming was something that made it to the podcast where we both said the only thing he cares about is Cersei. Nothing else. Mm-hmm. Nothing else matters. Mm-hmm. Nothing else whatever. It just – this he is singularly focused on doing whatever it takes. And I think the parallel I drew was that in the same way that – that Tywin said whatever he wanted, did whatever he wanted. That's Jamie through and through, but he's going to do it not in service of the family name, but only in service of Cersei. And he, he outright said that in the last episode. It, it, it was really funny because he had two pretty good scenes. He had that one scene with, with Brienne, which was a pretty solid scene. And, and it started off like, Oh, you know, this guy, this guy's not all bad, but like one of the first things he says when Brianna was like, hey, I found Sansa. He's like, my sister wants her dead. 
And so that I mean, it always comes back to Cersei for her for him. I, and they I, had a nice little callback when he was convincing uh what's his name? Edmure. Uh, Edmure to uh to tell the the army to lay down their arms and let them in. He he literally says you know the things we do for the love. Things, he, it calls back to who he was originally. It reminds That's, you this. But guy he he said that in each core. of the last two episodes, if I'm not mistaken, right? I know he said the last episode. I don't remember the episode before I, that. I don't. I, 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 I no, he did. He did because we talked about that. That's right. We did. He did. He says it as frequently as I discuss your cat to male ratio. <laughs> it's every episode at this point. So uh-huh. the thing that I really liked with him is that Edmure really kind of made oh, us oh. again. But before, I did discuss the cat-to-male ratio just briefly there, but I didn't say how low it was. Oh, it's, how quite, l- it's quite low. Quite low? Very low. Safe to come in at any time. And Sorry to interrupt. It's very low. I just wanted to make sure I, I cleared I it I appreciate up. that. So Edmure really kind of made us, in my opinion, re-examine Jamie again, just like we're doing right now. He says, you know, do you imagine yourself to be a good person? Is that it? After you've that massacred awesome my family? You understand that at some level you're an evil man, right? Like he that's said, I don't give a shit. Crazy. I don't like, give a shit. Yeah. I don't care. He's like, how do you live with yourself? And Jamie's just like, what the fuck do you think I'm like? What do you what do you fucking think I do? I just I go about my life and I do what I need to do for Cersei. And it I mean it really does remind us that even though we like Jamie, um, you shouldn't. You really we shouldn't. like him right now. Yeah, we may you only hate like him, him real soon. Yeah, you only like him for a little bit of time, but remember, he hasn't really changed who I, he really is. I disagree. I disagree with with you and really everything you're saying right now. I've I've <laughs> okay, liked good. I've I have Maybe liked I'm Jamie wrong. Lannister. I've liked Jamie Lannister from book one. When the, he threw a child out of a window, you liked him. I I didn't screw his sister because it wasn't about it. It was never about him. None of this is ever about him. Right, uh, it's he's a not about him. No, it's not. He only did. It's he, about he, him banging his sister. No, it's about protecting Cersei's reputation. Right, that's all he cares about. It has nothing to. None of Jamie this is Lan- self-serving. If Jamie Land, if Cersei was okay with uh, the world knowing that they, you know, knocked boots and had a bunch of babies, Jamie'd be fine with that. He doesn't give a shit. He's he's the fucking clean, the king slayer. He doesn't care what people think about him. So I'm sorry, Josh. Go ahead. You're, I'm even changing my own mind. So please go ahead. <laughs> no, I, I just I just think that if you really examine all of all of his moves throughout this entire series, really none of it is to get what he wants. But other than that... other than to make her happy so that she continues to love him. That's but, all that he cares about. But does well, that make him a good gate, person? Though, he was. I mean, he kind of went behind uh, his father to become Kingsguard. Yeah. Well, he was it, supposed it, to be the house, the castle rock. He was supposed to, be it was King. the only way he could stay Same near Cersei. Cersei. It has nothing. None of this has anything to do with, he could be leading the sweet life, rich as hell at Casterly rock away from danger with two hands and not have any issues. And still, he refuses to do anything that might disappoint Cersei even a little bit. But does that make him a good person, though? That's Edmure's question. At the end of the day, is Jamie a good person? I didn't. I don't know if he's good or not, but I, he doesn't need to be good for me to like him. I like him. Okay. Good. He's just whipped. He's whipped. He's the just only character the that I've... I outright despised in the beginning, beginning, and I like now. Let's not glaze over the fact that Brian just said that what? Jamie Lannister is whipped. That's I'm, amazing. 
I'm no, sorry. that's perfect. That's exactly what's going on. I'm sorry. Now well, we he has continue. opinions. He has definitely tried to stand up to Cersei, and Cersei has just shut him down. Great. Uh, I love that. Uh, I'm we. I you you have won the Game of Thrones conversation, Brian. Woo! It's yours. You have won the Game of Thrones. No Enjoy Bane it. voice required. Yes. <laughs> All right. So was what was the other? Is there anything else that we really need to go over? Anything that we're really missing from these last two episodes that we need to talk yes. about? Oh, Brienne, yes. where the hell? So what's Brienne's next move? What What is her deal she going? She goes and she meets up with Sansa and kills Ramses, hopefully. Okay, so she's just going to come to battle. And do you think now that you had the Wildings fight, is this where Brienne dies? Or is this where No, Cersei she at dies? least hooks up with... Uh, with Tormund Giants. Giants they have to hook up in the show. And they will. I, I believe they, they die I believe immediately they will. afterward. No, again... Coitus happens. I think there will be coitus. Uh, I also think that Tormund Giants Bane dies. And I believe that Brienne completely loses her shit. Like I said before, lapse in judgment going after whoever killed him. Sansa dies. Arya kills Brienne. Lady Stoneheart returns sort of thing. Nice. I just I, I'm not I, this is all crazy as shit fan theory. And it's this is I didn't read that anywhere. This is just the way I think it's going to happen. Craig, you and I talked about that. But there's there's far too many people that we like right now, and a lot of them need to die. Someone needs to die. Someone's yeah. got to die. Well, and and so Craig Phillips, uh, he posted in our Game of Thrones chat. You know, this is this is the this is the the climax. It's coming next week, and I wait. No, 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 two episodes. He's like, look, every season it's the second to last episode. Yeah, it's episode done. nine. Yep. So, uh, you know, so Craig is, you know, he's absolutely right. Uh, I I thought he had, what I thought had happened was he had taken an hour of Game of Thrones out of my life, and I got very angry for a moment. Right. And I went, no, 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 I get two more hours. <laughs> um, but it's, so episode nine, this next episode, the Battle of the Bastards, should be ridiculous. And really ridiculous. We had Wait, talked- can I put this out there? Because episode nine is usually one of the longer episodes. It can is it be epic? It, yes, it is it going may, to be epic. It, 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 yes, okay. They uh, have confirmed that this will be a longer episode. So, I, and you know what? I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to glaze over this. There are two other things I want to talk about uh, in the episode here, and that is the return of Daenerys to basically go, who messed up? And everyone goes, Tyrion. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> like, this might be Tyrion's last episode. No, 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 no. He's going... He's going to be able to talk his way out of it. He's going to we'll be able see. to convince her that diplomacy was what? the right call at the time. And then what? a dragon is going to burn the the wise masters no, and no, the young guys. The, the dragons are not going to burn the wise men. It's going to be the people from the Iron Islands it's, coming up behind them. I don't Absolutely. think so. I think the dragon is going to That would have then... to be a hell of a fleet of ships. I mean, because... They're better at sea than the wise men. Plain and simple. The wise the men's... Iron, what what I say? All of the Wisemans. No, I just like to say. I, every time I hear Wisemen, I think Wisemans. So the game. Ironborn Ding. will absolutely, even with three ships, be able to take all them out. I believe that. They're Ironborn. They're from the sea. It doesn't matter how many ships they have. The Ironborn you will saw, take them You out. saw the, the, the uh, Astapor and Yunkai and the, the Wise Masters or whatever. They have like they're lobbing Molotov fucking cocktails though. Yes. No, they're lobbing that are exploding the pyramid. The I think Iron it kind of does. From the sea. 
And the Ironborn don't have any projectile weapons. That's how you connect the Ironborn with Daenerys. They come, they take out the ships. Daenerys is thankful to them. That's how you connect this. I think she quickly sees them as a joke. I think it's, hey, thanks for the free ships, barbecue. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for the free ships. My dragons actually need to eat, and they like salty food. So you guys are perfect. So, um... I, and I think it's this. She's going to come in. Who made this mess? They're all going to look at Tyrion. Tyrion's going to be like, first off, you left. You didn't tell anybody where you're going. You never called. You never wrote. You left me no messages. What the fuck was I supposed to do? So I think he's going to get out of it. But Of course he's going to get out of it. Yes, my other question, though, is so Varys went off on his secret mission. Where Where is he? I mean, he's a smart King's guy. Landing. You, he's going back to King's Landing? To do, I, I to think, do what? I think the first thing he does is... is cover up any loose ends that may still be existing from whatever shit happened in his childhood. Right, yeah. That, frightened the, that frightened the hell out of him. Um, he, but he's... He what? needs to get ships for Daenerys. I don't think... I'm pretty sure he, they even said that. I, I And that might be the case, but there's no way that's the, the sole purpose of him. Oh, he wouldn't no, need no, to no. leave for that. He's he could send something. for ships. There's an important thing that we kind of breezed over. Um, Cersei is talking to her... What's the guy's name that made the... Kyburn. Yes, Kyburn. But but hold on, I want to I want to get I want to get to the Kyburn conversation. But before we do, I lost my shit. What? So you've got the Hound, and he he meets up with the Brotherhood, and he's you got you really shit at dying. You know that? Right. Yes. yes. <laughs> Let's talk about Cersei and. That's Kyburn. an important. Scene. That is true. What is the secret? What is happening? All right, I did some research because I could not remember for the life of me what it was talking about. And this is sheer fan theory, but it makes a lot of sense. Well, what did she say before you get into the theory? She said, is it just rumors or is there anything true to it? What did your little birds find? And he said, it's very true. Something along the lines of that. I mean, I can't. It basically was like, was, was like, is it as bad as they say? And it's about like, Daenerys. It's worse. Mm, I disagree. I don't think so. Really? So you so think it's she about. She is constantly talking about burning down cities. Yes. It is about. Uh, the green fire. I think her the plan sparrow is, is holding on to the last remaining batches of green fire. No, and may look to purify the city. That's Tyrion used all of the wildfire. That's what we're yeah. saying. If when you look back, right when we had that flash with Bran and the Mad King and let him burn, there was a longer cut of the green fire stuff, and it makes sense. Wildfire. It made sense that it was in the context of the Mad King. However, what we're saying is a lot of that is out of context. Maybe that's what's left over. The Sparrow has that. Yes, we think that Jamie, uh, that Tyrion used the last of it, but may not. We, the High Sparrow saying, may have some. I don't think Craig, the High Sparrow saying, is going to use it. I think Cersei's going to use it when it goes bad for her. She's taking everybody down. She said, I will watch this city burn. She has said that before. Oh, that's that's interesting. And also, on more than really, one occasion, she has said, I will burn it to the ground. Uh, let me say this. If that's the case, it completely unseeds King's Landing as the natural host of the king, and the king can be wherever. Like maybe Winterfell? Yeah. Well, like maybe in the north, right? Riding dragons. Yep. Now, our apologies if the last episode kind of answered this question, but I think that's a good theory. I think that it's it's... I mean, she really has. You're right. Talked about burning cities to the ground. This could be it. Who knows? But the question is, is she going to get out of this alive? Who knows? Thanks, Baker. <laughs> really uh, hope so. Hope she dies. 
hater. Just saying. You're just like, I want Cersei to die. Like, I wanted Cersei to die since episode three. Uh, okay. Well, we shall see. Who's the other? Three? Who's the no, other I one that like, What happened like, in episode three that you hated? I feel her so like much? you're not really like getting me. Not episode three of the season. Like episode three of the show. No, I get. Well, oh, no, I got what you. Happened in episode three. Episode three was the King's Road. Wasn't it the King's Road? The terrible bitch. Wasn't episode three the King's Road? Jesus, hold on. Brian's like, I don't remember. Deadly bitch. If it was the King's Road, that's if the King's Road episode was the one where she basically forced Ned to kill. The wolf, yeah, and, and set really a lot of bad shit in motion, bad blood all over the place. So when was it? Um, I, I was talking to something else. What started this whole mess? Oh God, we did talk about this. Hold on, we talked about this before this. So what started the Game of Thrones? It was John Aaron dying. It was John Aaron being poisoned as the hand of the king, which was probably done by uh, Cersei. No, well, we know it was done by the Lannisters. We know right. it was Jamie and Cersei. We know that. The whole reason for, for Robert Baratheon traveling north with everyone, the whole reason for that was that John to, Aaron died yeah, and that's he right, wanted Ned. Ned to be the hand it's of the It's like king. the Franz Ferdinand of, of World Wars, yeah. So he, you know, he travels north, and if it weren't for John Aaron dying, then you don't have <laughs> Cersei and Jamie in, in the tower and Bran and the whole – that's – what set everything off? Craig, I remember what you and I had talked about when we were doing some tracing was we said that if uh, Ned – oh, God, hold on. If Ned didn't get his head chopped off, if if Joffrey paid al- played along with the pawn, right? Because we said really at the end of the day, Joffrey was just a pawn. That started it. However, Ned would have still followed the lineage of the Baratheons and we still would be – He would have died either way. Yeah, we still would we still would have been here. So you're right. It was the fact that he was poisoned uh, and the hand of the king opened up. And yep. and we needed we needed Ned Stark to come there, which and we don't know if anything even before that leads into it. But from what we understand, what John we Aaron died. Right. Yep. That's that's the reason they all went north. Yep. So now, what was the reason for killing him? Um, obviously, he found out about him. he fa- he the, the, the seed is strong. The seed is strong. He yeah. found out about he the was ba- Robert's okay. bastards, and that they all he was had looking. Black he died for the same right. reason Ned so Stark died. That brings up a good point, though. What happened to the last remaining bastard? The guy that was the uh, Gendry the Smith. Yes. Gendry. Yes. I'm where not. Is he? I, I don't. I don't know. Uh, I kind of feel. I kind of feel like we're never going to see him again. I mean, he probably is spooked as hell after the leeches and the craziness. So I think I think he's I think he's hiding or dead. But or I'd lo- I, it'd be great if we saw him again, you know. No, he went off with the same people that uh what's his face just killed a bunch of. The Brotherhood? Yeah, he was with the Brotherhood. Did he stay with the Brotherhood? Yes, he was smithing for them. They found out he was a smith oh, and they took right. him with them. They if that's the them. case, I mean, he's a bastard, could fit into the Battle of Bastards somehow. We may he see him thematically. Soon. So we'll, we'll have to see. And again, uh, apologies because maybe last week, the last episode just uh, kind of fixed that. So stop let, apologizing. Well, we need to. So again, uh, thank you for joining us for the Game of Thrones conversation. There's obviously so much we're going to have to talk about next week uh, for what you guys just saw as the Battle of the Bastards. So please, you know, share your thoughts after the episode airs. Uh, email us at got at thatkindofnerd.com. You can also get to us at Twitter at thatkindofnerd and on Facebook. Uh, the other really cool thing you can do, guys, have your voice on the show. I mean, we brought Craig on here because he expressed some interest via voicemail. So we want to hear more from you guys. Call 484 484- 484 
373-4119. Tell us what you thought about the Battle of the Bastards, uh, because we definitely want some user or, or fan uh, input uh, for the next episode. So, Craig, thank you. And again, so much for coming. I'm sorry about last week and not being able to share it. But, Josh, I'm glad you were here to, to talk about it with us. That's going to be our Game of Thrones conversation for this week. Join us next week, and we're going to talk some more stuff in Westeros. Wait, let's go back to the Hound for a second. I have a problem that he's only using an axe. Why? Yeah, why? That's awesome. It it worked for Abraham Lincoln. Why wouldn't it work for the Hound? (laughs) It worked for Abraham Lincoln. Why wouldn't it work for the Hound? I mean, honestly, we're not killing zombies or vampires. Dave killed a we're lot killing. of vampires oh with that God. axe. He chopped through a whole tree with that. I axe. saw There's that. N- it was crazy. There's no way He's, that the he hound had the opportunity to give up the axe and get a sword, and he continued on with the axe. The axe is this inferior, inferior weapon. If presented with a long sword, an axe, and Mjolnir. The hound would go, I'm strong enough to lift Mjolnir, but nope. I'll take yes. the axe. Very true, because that's all you need to lift that. It's just the brute He's strength. He's super strong. You can tell because he was carrying that one giant log. Yes, like that's right. Tree. So he can just pick up the hammer, no problem. He would pick up Mjolnir, but then put it back down and then pick up the axe.